3: And the rubber chicken says, I'm going to run against Marjorie Taylor Greene in 2022. Yes, siri, he says. Stay tuned. I'll be fundraising soon, he says. And welcome to Lewis Black's Rantcast number 28 entitled Jewish Space Lasers in Outer Space. Wow, that is just one of the many conspiracies that was spouted by the newly elected congresswoman from Georgia, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who will be running against the rubber chicken, and why the fuck not? Okay? If she can spout that kind of nonsense, all right, why can't a rubber chicken run for office? Huh? Why not? And I act as the rubber chicken's interpreter. If you're just going to make shit up, then vote for a rubber fucking chicken, people. Go ahead. What difference does it make? You don't have to feed the rubber fucking uh, chicken. You don't even have to fucking pay the rubber fucking chicken. The rubber fucking chicken doesn't even have to vote. Okay? The rubber fucking chicken, by not voting, is showing more sense than someone who is spewing fucking nonsense. Jewish space lasers. Seriously? God. First off, if it's true, how come they didn't tell me? Huh? And then uh, for God's sake, if we're going to pick a target, she said, Right, look, she said, there's a number of others who claim, I I gather, because I don't know where to track this stuff. And you know, I don't like tracking it. Why? Because it has nothing to do with fucking reality. The claim is, is that, uh, the campfire wildfires were caused by these lasers and, uh, we had established these things in space that we Jews in order to why, why do we do that? If we've got space lasers out there, might we pick a different target? Like an enemy, like Israel would say, Hey, uh, let's go after Iran, not a forest. What the fuck is the matter with people blaming it on the Rothschilds? Go back, take a look at that. Not even Soros from what I gather, from what I can gather, because how do you fucking know? You you go to one place and it says one thing and there's another thing and another thing. But boy, oh boy, it's QAnon madness. The Rothschilds are, if you don't know historically, that's who, uh, way, way, way back when, that was the big Jewish family they would blame shit on, okay? It was fashionable way back to blame it on the Rothschilds. Whew. Unbelievable. This kind of shit's been going on for years. Bring it up again, the Rothschilds. Look, this kind of nonsense. You know, I bring it back to anti-Semitism. Stop it already. Okay? All of the hate that you fuckers carry around. All of these people. You know what? Well, I don't really hate people. It's just other people. She said we're, we're working on her website. I got people who work on my website. They're not spouting shit. They send me the shit. And then they spout the shit. But it's just shit. It's, it's not radioactive shit. Look, my father, just to give you a sense of, you know, he was uh, looking to get out of working for the federal government because he didn't like designing weapons after the Second World War. And he'd worked for the government for a while. And so he started to look at, for for jobs as a mechanical engineer. In private industry. We couldn't get those jobs, apparently. um, And I don't think my father was paranoid at all. Couldn't get those jobs because this was in the early 50s, because he was Jewish. Okay? the shit don't die. And they just keep bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. Boy, oh boy, yeah, we got... Jewish space lasers, that's what we're going to spend money on. Seriously? That's what we're going to spend our money on? First off, okay, for we're so fucking smart and manipulative, that you would know that that's what we were doing. We'd be doing something fucking else. That would be, you'd go, we, we might even put a Jewish, we might even put a Jewish space laser up. we put a space laser out there and you could watch it. And while we wa- you're watching that we, on the side, we'd be doing something really. Getting right, at, you know, going in and stealing shit from you. I'm a fucking leaveable. Wow. They used to say that the way that we got our messages to each other, we Jews, was on, uh, you know, the cans of kosher food. <laughs> that was how we were sending our messages. Enough's enough. For every minority. Stop it. Stop torturing people, you idiots. Okay, QAnon, stop it. All right? You can get together and do whatever you want. And I've said this time and again, do it in your basement. Have a little party about it. Okay? You don't bring them in the street, and you certainly don't run for office. And then they bring people on and say, well, I, you know, the only way I, I wouldn't vote for her is if she killed someone. Really? That's the only way. Someone who, uh, who doesn't believe and spouted that the... Uh, the shootings, the mass shootings, the mass shootings in Parkland and in, uh, I guess, Newtown, Connecticut, that those were staged. How? What the fucking planet do you have to be on, A, to believe that, B, to think that these people are going to come forth and do that, C, to, to do what? Why, so, they, so these are staged so they can, what, what? What would be the end game, to get your gun? Are you fucking kidding? And you torture the people. You're just torturing people who lost the children. All of the lives that you torture for your idiocy, for your insanity. And it's got to stop. I'm running a rubber chicken. The rubber chicken doesn't even want to run. I'm running it. I would have run a chicken before, but a chicken's too good to be running against her. That's what I think. That's my feeling. <laughs> no, sir. It's, it's just she spouted stuff like she wanted to execute Pelosi. OK, she wants to execute FBI, folks who work in the FBI. I mean, at what at what point do you say, no, 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 no. At what point do you not step forward and go, uh, excuse me, um, you're going to have to talk to a psychiatrist now. You're going to have to spend some time. We have a place for you. If you were drunk all the time, all right, if you were a raging alcoholic, right, who was spouting stuff and, and losing any sense of reality, they would take you somewhere. And I don't know if maybe uh, maybe she's on opioids. I'm not going to make that accusation. It's even worse than if she's just, you know, clear headed in doing this. And, I, and she's just an example, one example of all of them. I'm sorry. Enough's enough. I'm tired of it. I was joking a, no more than a year and a half ago that, uh, that the only accomplishment that we would had as a people is that we'd actually been able to create two separate realities that we exist in. Well, one of the realities is mightily flawed because it's not based on anything in reality. It's based on stuff that will make people feel better about their whiteness and about the fact that they should have power over people, okay? It's ludicrous. It really has to come to an end. If you say this stuff, it has to be told to you, no, you don't get to say this anymore. This is unacceptable. The behavior is unacceptable. Children are listening, okay? I don't get it. Talk about making shit up. Rudy Giuliani, who is certainly uh, seems to be in an orbit of another planet now, orbiting another planet now. Sorry about my English. But Giuliani gets on with Bannon, Steve Bannon, who has certainly got his own agenda. Even Steve Bannon was shocked when Rudy Giuliani accused recently, uh, it was actually that there was someone in the Lincoln Project, Republicans who had kind of had it with Trump, they formed the Lincoln Project. And uh, someone within that group had actually helped organize the Capitol riot. Uh, Steve Bannon, who uh, even even his eyes rolled to the back of his head, and that takes some rolling, I'll tell you. As the back of his head goes on into a whole other place into an armory that he's built inside his head. And there's, you know, weapons and all sorts of stuff going on back there. They're building things that are just freakish in Steve Bannon's mind. But even he, as his eyes came back, looked at him and said, what are you talking about? Can you tell us who it is? And he said, well, no, because his sources were anonymous. You know, in American history, it goes back to, uh, we. I have these sources. It's uh, Joseph McCarthy who accused God knows how many people. I'm holding a list in my hand of 570 communists who are in the State Department. 1292, 1644. Based on anonymous sources, that's all you got to do. Zip it, Rudy. And it's time to get him to a couch because even uh, our former leader, who goes into impeachment process next week, he he didn't hire Rudy to uh, to be his lawyer for the uh, for the proceed for the impeachment trial. And the five people he hired to do it, either A, I think, A, they, they figured out finally that you don't get paid, and he doesn't pay a lot of people. And B, they realized that he wasn't going to try to prove his innocence through the fact that it's unconstitutional. Whew, these people are crazy. This is crazy. Unconstitutional to impeach someone who's out of office. No, it's not. If they committed the crime in office, that's what you're doing. I mean, I'm sorry. The logic doesn't hold. Or if you want, censure him, which you make him censure with a capital C, with a lot of sentences afterwards that show just why you're censuring him. Okay? He, but he wanted these five folks to, that, that the reason they shouldn't impeach him was because he had won the election. There was fraud, that, you know, the, it was crooked. I, I, unbelievable. That was what he was going to do. He was, do. It was like, he called, for God's sake, you could ask me. I would have done, I would have loved to have done that. Nothing would have made me. Me and the rubber chicken sitting there <laughs> running his impeachment. I I've done it for free. Done it for free. How do you do that? I'm here. Uh, something burnt down. I know that I wasn't uh, totally present there, but I'd like to show you the kindling uh, that I have. <laughs> that I handed to them so that they could do the burning. I mean, don't impeach me because, don't impeach me, but I'm gonna show you the kindling? Some of this I've realized at times I'm not making sense and I don't care, I don't have to. I'm just talking. None of this has an effect on the, maybe not even on the universe. You can flip it off, but these people, Constant drumbeat, day after day after day. The nonsense that comes out of that TV, the, every screen, every fucking screen. Unbelievable. Yeah, they're child predators. How do you get away with that? How do you get away with the accusation that people are predators? She just said it the other day. People in the Lincoln Project, Marjorie Taylor they are they are child predators. No, you don't know that. You have no clue. You're just making that shit up. It's disgusting. And there's no libel involved, no defamation of character. Apparently, it's a difficult case to make. I don't think so. I don't think you can accuse somebody of that shit when you're in a public office. I'm sorry. That's well, this is, of course, why I'm not a lawyer. I'd have to read up on this shit and spend hours in a library figuring this stuff out. God. Whew. Yeah. And they're going to, they're standing up for him. Well, oh boy, he didn't do it. He just, you know, it's really, God, I just, shoo. wow. Meanwhile, my mother didn't get a vaccine a week from tomorrow, I guess. But she did get her stimulus check, which came not as a check and not as a direct deposit, which one might do for people over the age of, let's say, 65 or 60, or someone who is living in an assisted living situation. They sent her a debit card, which is she's not rolling out, okay? She's not rolling out of her room to use her debit card. What the fuck is the matter with these people? Nobody's thinking. I'm really sorry. So hopefully we can figure it out. I'm getting the card. I will try to get mom her money. And uh, thank you all who, uh, whenever I send those pictures out of her, and your response is really gratifying. And I I haven't been able to visit her to really talk about it because I need to be in a room with her because talking on the phone, I might as well be shouting through my window to to her as as much as she could follow it because it's just tough when you're listening on the phone for her. It's tough now between the uh, the hearing aid and the phone itself. But thank you couple of things before uh, we head into a very special edition of the Rantcast. First, President Biden decided to keep Donald Trump's Diet Coke button. This comes to us from The Week, which is something I I used to read from The Week a lot, because they pick up some things that I couldn't find anywhere else. So he kept the Diet Coke button on the Resolute desk and used it for other purposes, perhaps to summon, I guess, he likes orange Gatorade. The leader, Trump, liked to push the button and tell guests it launched a nuclear strike. Ha, 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 ha. That would be uh, when I would have had an asthma attack and probably fallen to the ground and breathed my last. And then uh, he would say it launched a nuclear attack. But, and then a butler would then bring a fresh Diet Coke. And I quote, on a silver platter, a Diet Coke on a silver platter. A Diet Coke and a silver platter. Got it? Yeah, he's just like... He talks just like me. He can talk just the way I talk, they would say. He's make America great again, folks. He's just like me. He's got it. Yeah, I'm sure that your Diet Coke comes on. A, who the fuck has a Diet Coke brought on a silver platter? I mean, that... I, and just to end this... Bit of my nonsense to show you that old-fashioned values are still in place. see. A thief who stole an Oregon woman's SUV with her four-year-old child inside drove back to criticize her parenting. Did you follow that? He steals her SUV, but her four-year-old child was inside of it, and he drove back to criticize her for her parenting. The unnamed woman left the vehicle idling outside a store while she ran in to buy milk. The suspect stole it and drove off, but briefly returned to demand the woman remove her child. Police said he actually lectured the mother for leaving the child in the car and threatened to call the police. See? All that has happened. Those who steal from us have a higher sense of how uh, the importance of a child. Okay? You don't leave a child like that, right, in the car. And you don't talk like many of these fuckers are talking in front of their children. Okay? Like Marjorie Taylor Grinch. <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Green. So What you're hearing today is a rant is due version of the rant cast. By rant is due, I mean that all of these are new rants that have come in. We'll be back on the road next week, heading to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And uh, until then, enjoy. We're getting a major snowstorm here in New York. So uh, wherever you are, uh, if you're going through, if you're one of the hundred million people who are affected by one of the greatest snowstorms in the history of mankind, I hope that you're staying warm and have uh, all your provisions in place and that all is well. And that, uh, that you're staying safe, take care of each other, Thank you again for everything that you're writing. It brightens my day to hear people bitch. See you down the road, or somewhere near it. Maybe at a rest stop. Or <laughs> further, maybe at the Cracker Barrel. See you at a Cracker Barrel. I'm going to read uh, two rants that came in over the past week, uh, and literally a day apart, and uh, are connected in a way in which I think you'll uh, quickly understand. There's, uh, I don't know if you'll call it synchronicity, but it always amazes me. Uh, it would happen occasionally when, uh, when we were on the road that I would get, you know, within a town, get Rants on the same subject, not about something about the town, but certainly about the same thing. It was, and sometimes they would stack up in a way that was like somebody had done the organization the way the uh, the rant should be read. But this uh, this is so obvious, I just had to, to jump in and go for it. So um, the first uh, rant comes to us uh, from Mike Augustino. This is the first one I received, which is why I'm reading it first. <laughs> Hello, Lewis. My rant is a bit specific and odd, but it gets under my goddamn skin so deep, I've considered writing a book about it. I don't understand how people still can't use a drive through properly. How hard is it to pull all the way up to the vehicle in front of you so that I can talk to the fucking speaker? Instead, I have to either wait like an asshole or scream like an asshole at the speaker while the person in front of me takes their morning selfie or checks their Twitter to see if they got that oh-so-important tenth of retweet. Or how about if your bumble-fucking-truck doesn't fit between the curbs of the drive through Don't drive it there! I can't tell you how many times the entire line of cars has to back up because Chad Fuckhead decided to take his extended cab shitbox to get his extra-large triple-triple today, and that's a coffee with three shots of cream and sugar. And if you find that disgusting, just imagine the type of person who drinks it. It's vile, gross, and makes you want to shit. It's Chad Fuckhead if he was coffee. True story. One morning years ago, I was in the McDonald's drive-thru waiting to order, and the line was very long. The donkey in front of me was too busy on her phone to pull forward, so I stuck my head out the window, laid on the horn, and yelled, Move your goddamn car so I can order! I must have scared her because her phone went flying and she immediately pulled forward. When I got to the window to pay, I was told someone had paid for my coffee. One of the cars in front of her who heard me must have bought me my morning coffee. I paid it forward and bought the person behind me their coffee and muffin. Turned out to be a great goddamn day. That comes from Mike. (laughs) Mike from London, Ontario. Uh, Someday we'll be able to cross the border again, Mike. It'll be good to return to Canada. I always love coming up there. (laughs) Thank you for that. And this one comes to us from Chelsea Abernathy. Uh, I'm not sure I got that right, but I I gave it a shot, Chelsea. Dear Louis, longtime fan, first time right in. So the other morning, I decided to stop at McDonald's for my morning caffeine infusion and a breakfast burrito. Not the healthiest choice, I acknowledge that, but beggars can't be choosers. Now, I should preface this with my eight-month-old puppy had awoken me at 3.50 a.m. to go outside and took a fucking hour to get back in the house. And we live in fucking Wisconsin and have snow that's turned into ice because it's melted and refrozen so many times that... But I digress. So at 5 a.m., I fell back to sleep on the couch and woke up late for work, of course. So I stopped at McDonald's for a quick coffee and food on the way to work. I get up to the cashier to pay my bill and was told the car in front of me had paid for me. Oh, my God! That is so sweet! Thank you! I get ready to pull away and this bitch goes, Well, we've been doing pay it forward today. Would you like to pay for the person behind you? Well, how much is theirs? I replied. A 10 fuck no. No, I didn't say this. I said, ma'am, that's double what my bill was. I I can't afford that. In response, I get, well, you broke it. Have a nice day. And she shoved my bill at me. Now, I understand in the grand scheme of things, an extra $5 doesn't seem like much, But my job has put a freeze on salary increases due to COVID restrictions on production. I have a mortgage, two pups, one special needs, and a wedding I'm saving for. So it's not that $5 was a lot, but it was. And it was the principle of the matter. Don't fucking make me feel bad because you're trying to make yourself fucking feel better, you goddamn bitch. Anyways. The day before I took a coworker some coffee as a thank you for covering my ass. So I'm not a completely heartless bitch. Moral of the story no more falling asleep on the couch. Just go to work early. This is Chelsea from the great city of Milwaukee. Home of the Paps Theater. Ah Thank you both, Chelsea, Mike. <laughs> that's very funny. Two different countries, two different McDonald's, two different drive-throughs. Two great stories. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And from uh, one of our uh, our Canadian brethren, or at least I feel that way, Mark C. Uh, sent us this rant. And I'm reading it because uh, you know we've had our problems with. COVID and how we're dealing with it and the vaccine and all of that. And I just thought this is uh, the way that uh, they were dealing with it in Ontario, Canada. And uh, I always feel like they could do They do a better job because they care about people. But we'll see. You'll see. (laughs) You'll see. But read it, Lewis. I'm from Ontario, Canada, near Niagara Falls. And I wanted to give you an update on how ridiculously handled COVID has been up here. Our province's premier, which is basically like what your governor would be, is the brother of a man, people compared to Chris Farley, who passed away as he was the mayor of Toronto. And that was um, Robert Ford, I believe. The comparisons to Chris Farley were interesting. His brother gets voted in and apparently thinks he's Canadian Trump at first. COVID came last March, April, and he went into a total panic mode we had levels province-wide. One, where it wasn't a huge deal. Two, where he would close non-essential businesses. And three, total lockdown besides essential businesses. Well, as time went along during the summer, this bloated prick we come to find out is married to the sister of an executive for Costco. So essential businesses became fucking Costco. Now he brings out this fucking color scheme. I love those. Like he just shit out the Skittles rainbow that people are supposed to follow and they never explained everything or anything. Fast forward to January this year when cases are a record high for the province. and He puts out a stay at home order. He's very serious during the press conference. The big problem is he left out the detail. Again, come to find out the rules are as follows. Everyone must stay at home besides going out for food, pharmacy, or caregiving for a family member. However, non-essential businesses can still stay open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and group gatherings are still allowed at five people. So, what fucking changed? The way this virus has been handled since fucking August is embarrassing and confusing. So, no wonder people are still out and about and nothing's being enforced. Cause Mr. Dougie Ford still needs his goddamn Dairy Queen. Change is needed with clear directions, and not from some corporate blowhard that only gives a shit about his money and his brother-in-law's big box company. Okay? Mark, thank you. You thank me here, Dan, but no, thank you. This uh, rant comes to us from Justin Hood. In the beginning of the new year, we went down to my grandmother's to celebrate Christmas. When we were opening up our presents, I got the most wonderful gift that I ever could have gotten. For 15 and a half years, I've been waiting for this item to arrive in my greasy, slimy, putrefying white hand. And it finally happened. I'd never been so proud of my grandmother for buying such an expensive present. It was a can of black olives. (laughs) Okay, Justin, I'm going to believe you my 75-year-old grandmother bought me a can of black olives. You know, she could have gotten me a pack of condoms, but that might have been too much. Now I will have to lose my virginity by sticking my crumb inside of a watery and moist can of delicious black olives. Now, I don't mind black olives. I can have a couple before I feel sick, so I decided to open the can and eat a few. The problem was, my elders never told me how to use a can opener. So I chose to grab a machete and cut the top open. I cut my thumb in the process, which felt great. Well, let me tell you. And I was able to get all of the juice out from the can, but none of the olives. I tried banging my head against the can to force the olives out, but that didn't work. So here is this 15-year-old retard standing in his kitchen at 10 p.m., trying to open a can of black olives with a knife. Eventually, I looked up how to use a can opener on the Internet. Well done, Justin. And I figured it out and was able to enjoy the suffering of eating a black olive. Turns out, it tasted like shit. Looking back, I might actually keep the can of black olives, probably as an award of perseverance, stupidity, or something else. But I'm never never going to forget the time I tried opening a can by stabbing the top with a knife. The smartest decision I ever made with a knife, with a machete, Justin. Is this if, if this is real, it's just A that you didn't that your parents didn't show you how to use a can opener, B you used a machete. C and that your grandmother got you olives. For Christmas. If all that's true, spectacular. And if not, well, what a nice piece of fiction. (laughs) Thanks. Michelle Lavelle is sharing this rant with us. I want to thank you for doing the Rantcast. Well, thank you, Michelle, for contributing to the Rantcast and to all of you. And this, I believe, is the only show that's written by the audience, I think. I want to thank you for doing the Rantcast. It's one of the few things that's helping keep me just this side of sane as I watch many of our elected officials and fellow countrymen get sucked down the drain into the sewer of child-eating, pizza parlor molesting, false flag, kindergarten massacre conspiracy theories. I feel connected to you, Lewis. I'm not sure if it's because I, too, grew up in the great state of Maryland, such as it is, or if it's something less tangible than that, a certain sense of despair, maybe, dark humor. It's laugh or cry these days, and I'm running back and forth between the two. In any event, I want to share my latest idea about America and what it has come to resemble, at least in the dark corners of my mind. Forgive me if this is not an original thought. I apparently have few of those anymore. America is that guy who, white of course, grew up with all of the privileges wealth could buy. Private lessons, sport camps, prep schools, gated neighborhoods. We cheated on our SATs, but still felt entitled to get into an Ivy League school. We drove drunk all the time and got our daddy to bail us out when we got caught. We blamed other people for our own bad behavior and never, never accepted responsibility for our own choices and behaviors. Why? Because we didn't fucking have to. It wasn't part of the plan. It wasn't the expectation. America is that prick who showed up uninvited to every party, bogarted every joint, puked all over the bathroom before leaving. It's the guy that, raised with privilege and given every break, still managed to make it to young adulthood without a speck of empathy common sense, and then fell down a flight of stairs at a frat party because he couldn't say, no, thank you. I don't think I'll have that 18th shot of whiskey. And died at the bottom in a pool of his own vomit. All that potential. All that freedom. Wasted. Yep, that's what I think, Lewis. America is the Matt Gates and the Donald Trump Jr. of the world. And it's probably time we just sit down and shut the fuck up for once. Well said, Michelle. <laughs> well said, thank you. And from Robert Burns, I would ask for uh, amendments. Uh, to the Constitution and uh, Robert sent in, suggested amendments to the Constitution because of a president I would rather not name. One, federal and state taxes for the past decade must be filed with an application to run for office. Two, all businesses, stocks, bonds, money hidden in mattresses and old coffee cans must be listed. Three, All liabilities shall be outlined. And four, a notarized, witnessed, and signed in blood testimony that it will all be put into a blind trust if elected to office. Make this applicable to all who seek a federal elected or appointed position. Yep, Uh, I think you uh, hit that nail on the head, Robert. Certainly something that should be considered after the 12,000 other things that we're going to have to be doing over the next the next uh, few years. Thanks for sending that in and sharing it with us. And if you've got uh, some constitutional amendments, anything, anything that's on your mind, anything you want to amend the Constitution to say, let me know. Share it. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast.